Good day to you. Welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in the studio at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. And I'm just so grateful to be gathered around God's Word with God's people. Whoever you are, wherever you are. And I just think, I'm so thankful to be alive right now, to be saved right now, to be a part of the body of Christ right now. This is the most precious time in the history of the church that you and I could have possibly been alive and in the will of God right now in this very moment. And God is raising up ministers of righteousness. He's raising up new local churches that are without all the requirements of men and all the other stuff, just the Spirit of God and the gospel is all that God requires. He'll save you, he'll fill you with his spirit, and he'll send you on a journey, hallelujah, so that you can see the lost saved in a wandering church who's wandered off into just about everything you could name, make their way back to the path of righteousness. We are studying First Peter. We're in chapter 4. This is part 5 today. On this 26th day of May here in 2023. So grab your Bibles if you will. And while you're getting your Bibles, your pencils, and your paper, getting ready to take off into this great study today, I want to encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Uh, we we uh, broadcast live there and here. Uh, on the Crossway Church, Queen City, Texas Facebook page every Sunday morning and Wednesday night. And we upload the teaching sessions ever from Monday and Friday up to that on that YouTube channel as well. So there you'll find everything we're doing, everything we're doing. And I guess when it's on YouTube, it's there to stay. So it's out there and it's for you. And I just pray that you would avail yourself to that. Don't forget about the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Click on the store icon. There's about 13 or so commentaries, booklets there for you. Angel Pieces CD, music CD is there. So avail yourself to the teaching of God's Word in the light of the one who said He is the light and what it is that made Him the light to us, which is the cross on Calvary's hill. Hallelujah. Okay, here we are, 1 Peter chapter 4. Again, this is part 5. And I want to remind us that uh, one of the things we talked about in the last session was that this first epistle of Peter is really... It, it really, the, the context overall is suffering. It's suffering. 21 times in this epistle is suffering mentioned, either the word suffering, sufferings, or something that is a derivative, something that relates to suffering. And so we're going to look at that even more today because this is something that if the Christian avoids the suffering that is for the sake of Christ, if we avoid the suffering that, is, that comes because of the reproach of the name of Christ, if we avoid that which comes from because we are learning to be determined to know nothing other than Christ crucified, then we are actually opting out of that which delivers us from the sin nature. Suffering does not save us. Suffering does not deliver us. But when we are living saved, suffering for that name of Jesus is inevitable. It's going to happen. And if we avoid suffering, then we are avoiding that which is where we find our true life and our true experience of all that Christ has for us. Again, not because we're suffering, but because what we're partaking of that's causing the suffering. Let's go back up to verse 1 in this fourth chapter, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Peter says in this first verse of chapter 4 in 1 Peter, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in his flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. Because he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from his sin. Watch. 
that he no longer should live the rest of his life in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. So we see, unless we arm ourselves with the same mind that Christ had, which he's referring to suffering, then we're going to continually be found living our lives according to the flesh and according to the will of men instead of the will of God. Do you understand that? You know, we, we like to think that uh, the Bible says that we have the mind of Christ. The Bible tells us we have the mind of Christ. But what do we think that means? We need to understand where the Bible tells us what we have as it pertains to the mind of Christ and, and the way they should be similar that, that what should be actually functioning because we have the mind of Christ is the experience of his suffering. And by faith in him and what he did at Calvary, suffering is inevitable for righteousness' sake. And let me say this before we get too deep into this teaching today, that the world is full of nothing but suffering. That's all that's in the world since Sin came in some near 6,000 years ago. You need to understand suffering is what the world is all about now. The lost are suffering because they do not know Christ. The Christian is either suffering for the reproach of the name he's, he's living for. He's The Christian, the child of God, is either suffering because he's partaking of Christ's sufferings by faith or, he's, or the Christian, the child of God, is suffering because he refuses to. Whichever way you go, lost, saved, not living saved, saved, living saved, suffering is inevitable. What it comes down to is what suffering, which suffering, which way of suffering will we go? Which way of suffering will we choose? Will we avoid the suffering that comes automatically when we're following Christ? I didn't say going to church. I didn't say reading my Bible. Actually following Christ. And and this is important, my friends, because you're not going to suffer for going to church. You're not going to suffer for reading your Bible. Where you're going to suffer is following Christ. See, well, I follow Christ. I ain't much suffering. Listen, are you following Christ according to the Scriptures? Jesus said, if any man come after me, he must deny himself. That's immediate suffering right there. Immediate suffering, your flesh is now being denied. Your flesh is suffering and screaming and kicking and scratching and gnawing to want to get back in charge. Put the cross down so I can leave. Put the cross down so I can get what you need. Put the, No, no. Take the cross up so self can be denied. Self, flesh, suffers. But it was crucified. Or we'll suffer because we refuse to go that way. Are you with me? Are are you okay today? Because suffering, you're going to do. The Bible says, and I believe it is in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. Here it is. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer. Persecution, again, that's 2 Timothy 3 and 12, (coughs) if you're taking notes. If you will live godly in, in Christ, not in the church, in Christ Jesus, you will suffer persecution. You're going to suffer. So let's get back to the, 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 the thing about following Christ. Because going to church, not going to be much suffering. Reading your Bible, not, no, no. Jesus said, if any man come ask any man, the same requirement, same requirement for any human being that's going to choose to follow Christ. Remember, count the cost before you take off. Count the cost before you take off. Jesus taught it. Count the cost before you take off. 
If any man come after me, Jesus said, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. The taking up of our cross is our faith in the cross of Christ. That's our cross. It's not divorce and cancer and all these other. Those are hardships. That's not, they're not our cross. The church probably thinks those things are our, uh, their cross, and that's why they don't know what to do, how to deal with it when, the, when those things happen. The only biblical, the only scriptural proof and manifestation that you're denying self is that your faith is exclusively in the cross. Because if it's not, self's not being denied. The cross, the power of the cross, is the only answer God has given us through Christ by His Spirit to deny self. And self is our biggest issue. And either we're suffering because self is in charge or we're suffering because Christ is being glorified through our faith exclusively in the sacrifice He provided for us on the tree. Hallelujah. You get that. Suffering is inevitable. It's which way you choose to go in suffering. Everybody is suffering. Everybody is suffering. The whole planet, the Bible says, the creation is crying out right now, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The very earth, the creation is groaning as it awaits the the, the plan of God to be carried out in the manifestation of the sons revealed and God to bring things back in order. Suffering, let me say it one more time before we move on. Suffering is inevitable. It's which way of suffering you will choose to go. So let's go back down to verse 12 today where we'll begin our Bible study. And the word of God here says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is going to try you. It's going to happen. You're going to be tried. It's going to be fiery. It's going to be heated. It's going to be troublesome. And the Word of God, the Spirit of God, is reminding us that we are not to consider this a strange thing. These things are going to happen when criticism and and, and persecution and these things come. We must be prepared having armed ourselves with the mind of Christ, hallelujah, that the consequences for being saved, living saved, learning to be determined, to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified, brings with it consequences, brings with it suffering. If you're not armed, if you're not armed with that mind, you will be caught off guard. And you'll be wondering, how could this be happening? I've been there. I know this great truth of Christ crucified. I thought the whole town and city, I'm talking about churches, Christians, would just flock to hear this and, my goodness, be so excited. But it, 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 it seems the opposite has happened. The Lord brought us back to our first love, which is a place of being determined to know nothing other than that which he manifests to us as his love, the giving of his son. The place that he tells us we've got to be beholding to be changed into his image, going from glory to glory. The place he delivers us always unto. The place our faith has to be for the Spirit of God to work. These are beautiful and wonderful truths that when we we heard it and we begin to share it, the church said, I don't want any part of that. We got our own thing going. They, Of course, they'll say, we believe all that, but, but. So that but is what, is what causes the division. It, are you understanding? If you're not willing to accept the consequences, then my friend, you're going to have to go another way, but whichever way you go, you're going to have to learn to accept the consequences. There are consequences in this life for following Christ. That means, not just what we ever think it means, for taking up your cross, the denial of self. 
That truth, that freedom, that liberty in this chaos that we're in will bring suffering to your life. It's inevitable. You won't escape it. And if you try, you'll suffer to some greater effect in another way. Do you understand that? It is far better to suffer for the reproach of Christ than it is to suffer because we're avoiding the reproach of Christ to keep from suffering this way. You're going to suffer, so it's time to throw the towel in. It's time to get all in. It's time to realize the way of the cross is a way of suffering. You won't escape it. You will suffer criticism. You will suffer persecution. You will suffer loss of family members. You will suffer relationships. You will suffer the loss of many things. But as you arm yourself with the mind of Christ, then you can begin to count those things dung, as dung that you've lost, counting it all lost anyway, things that were robbing you, things that were hindering you. And as you're willing to follow Christ and become more determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified, you're going to be blasted, but you're going to find the greatest joy that you will ever find, the greatest joy How do we even have it? How do we have the joy of the Lord that is our strength? The Bible says that Jesus endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. The greatest suffering of all took place on the cross by our Savior. And he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. Hallelujah. There's a greater joy Oh, a greater strength, a greater partaking of Christ when you're suffering for righteousness sake, when you're suffering for bearing the reproach of Christ's name. Hallelujah. That means that you're carrying the cross. That means that you're hearing your God tell you that he forbids you to boast in anything other than the cross. Hallelujah. He makes to you more real than ever, Romans 8, 2, that he's not working outside the new law of the new covenant in Christ Jesus. He won't work outside of your faith being in what he's delivering you always unto, that being the death of Jesus. Everything outside of that is make-believe, hyper-emotionalism, entertainment by some of the most deceptive deceiving spirits that have ever existed are among the church today. And the only way to be delivered and have the discernment you need is to be looking at what the Holy Spirit is delivering you unto and looking through that into all things. There your judgment will be righteous judgment. But the warning is to you and me. If you choose to go this way, suffering is inevitable because if you follow Jesus, you will reap the things that he reaped in his life. If they hated him, they'll hate you. You see, Jesus was the most determined narrow-minded man that will have ever lived. He only spoke what he heard his father speak. He only did what he saw his father do. And he never took a sidetrack away from heading straight to Calvary's hill. And he suffered for it all the way through. Though he worked miracles, he suffered through. His brothers never believed on him until the resurrection. I want you to imagine that. Suffering, suffering is inevitable. Watch, beloved, think it not strange. It's not a strange thing. It's an expected thing. And if you're not expecting it, this by no means uh, means that we go out and induce our own suffering. Well, that's just of the flesh. It comes automatically, my friend, if you're denying self, taking up your cross and following Christ and removing yourself from the mixture that you may have found yourself in. You know, the Lord reminded me the other day that you cannot escape the saturation of leaven, leavening the entire lump. All you can do is bring the rebuke, and if it's not heated, you must get out. You must get out. 
And if you're not willing, if you're not willing to get out, then there's the wrong kind of suffering you're avoiding. There's the wrong fear operating there. There's the wrong suffering. You're suffering. I know people right now who didn't get get up and get out of when the mixture came in and the leaven came in. And the Lord reminded me the other day, it will leaven the whole lump. You will not escape it. God didn't tell you to sit there in leaven. He said, get up and get out. He didn't tell you to stay in a mixture. And he reminded me the other day, as clear as day, he spoke to my heart and said, the leaven will leaven the entire lump. Anyone involved where there's leaven will be slowly desensitized away from the determination to know nothing other than Christ, and they will become saturated. The whole lump will be leavened. You cannot escape it but you, unless you get up and get out and away from it. Hallelujah. But see, there's suffering that will be required there. Suffering that some are not willing to face. But yet, they're suffering now. Suffering the desensitization. Suffering the saturation. Suffering many ways that God does not intend that these folks suffer. Amen. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. Listen, that's just one example. Every example of being tried is all about what you're going to do with the cross. What you're going to do with Calvary. What you're going to do with Christ crucified. That's it. We'll see it here. As though some strange thing happened to you. Remember, we've already been commanded to arm ourselves with the mind of Christ, to arm ourselves with the same mind Christ had. We're told that here in in, in chapter 4 of 1 Peter. We're told that again in Philippians chapter 2. Let this mind be in you, that mind that was in Christ, and it goes into him suffering and becoming obedient unto death. That's the mind of Christ that you and I have been given, my friend. That is the mind of Christ that we've been given. Amen. He says this, though, that it's not a strange thing. It's an expected thing. It's a natural thing. It's not strange. It's natural for you, if you're going to be willing to deny self, Take up your cross and follow Christ, meaning your faith is in his sacrifice. Your union is with him in his death. Absolutely. Reckon yourself to be dead indeed unto sin nature and alive unto God through Jesus Christ. Colossians 3 and 3, you are dead, hidden with Christ in God. Hallelujah. The life we live now in this flesh, we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and Gave himself for us. There's no escaping the truth of where your faith has to be. And there's no escaping the foolishness that's going to happen when our faith is not there. Because we're avoiding suffering. We're avoiding suffering. Amen. But the Bible here tells us what to do when our faith is being tried Fiery, hot trials. My goodness, it's, it's like things are on fire. Man, a, an attack is burning from the inside. I, I, I know about this. I've been through some of this. And there are some now going through this. And there's some now avoiding this because they think they're honoring men. But they're really, it's a deceptive, deceiving thing of when we think we're honoring men, but we're really after honor from them. And Jesus taught that if we're seeking honor from men, we can't believe him. We can't, no, we might quote scripture. We might be very eloquent. We might, oh, we might sound like we got it going on. But it's not happening, my friend, because if it were, if people would see and hear our ministries becoming more and more determined, as the Apostle Paul 
to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. This is not something just a few men chose to do to make a name for themselves. This is a way of reproach, the reproach of Christ. What makes the way of Christ the reproach? It's His cross. So many times people say, well, they're all they want to do is preach the cross. Why don't they preach the love of God? The message of the cross is the message of God's love. That's why if they're preaching God's love across town and it's not offensive, then it's not the right kind of love. Think about that. The Bible says that the preaching of the cross is the manifestation of God's love, the power of God. 1 John 4, 9 and 10 tell us the manifestation of the love of God was Christ and what he did on the cross. So if we're preaching the cross over here and we're just unloving and elitists and people who are not focused on the love of God, but then the people across town, they're all about love. The love they're all about loving, but there's no offense there. Then they, they got the wrong kind of love, my friend, because the message of the cross is the message of God's love. And if the message of the cross is offensive, then the message of love, if it's not offensive, then it's not being taught and preached properly. Amen, Brother Curtis. So the Bible here says, watch this now, but when you're caught in a fiery trial and you've already been told to arm yourself with the mind of Christ, Arm yourself with the mind that you're expecting suffering. You're not going and causing it by, by, your, by your obnoxiousness or your being ugly. or you, You're going to face suffering because of humility, the humility of Christ, which is the denial of self. It's not being nice and well-mannered and yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. And let me get that door for you. Those things are beautiful and should be a part of all of our lives, but that does not entail humility. Humility gets grace. Humility gets grace, but grace only flows through faith in Calvary's cross. So we learn that humility is not there unless it's through, unless God finds faith in the humble one and what he did by grace for us in death on Calvary's tree. So you, you got to learn these things that the mind of Christ you've been given is so that you can take that mind of your Savior and arm yourselves with his mind and you be prepared to suffer because the trials are coming. There's no telling what you and I will lose in the days ahead because of the determination not to know anything but Christ and Him crucified. You're already blasted because you won't gather when all kind of churches and beliefs and all kind of false doctrines get together to show the community we're all together. We're not all together unless we're all gathered around the Lamb, which is the cross. Hallelujah. Not, no, not just Jesus. Not just Jesus. Jesus Christ crucified. That's what we're being delivered to always, 2 Corinthians 4.11. That is the result of true scriptural faith, 2 Corinthians 4.12 and 13. Watch now in verse 13. But when this is happening to you, it's not strange. Quit, quit thinking it's strange. Quit wondering why this is happening to you. And I'm not talking about any suffering. I'm, suff I'm talking about suffering because your faith is in the cross of Christ. And that's being tested. That's being tested. It's being tested mainly through your lust of your own flesh. It's being tested through others who come with great swelling and deceptive and deceitful words framed in the flesh to try to lure you back into the flesh they're living by. Even though they use the word cross, they use the word Jesus, but they're not ministers of righteousness. They're not opening the righteous words of God and pointing to the righteous one and the righteous work he did using the scriptures. They throw the word cross in at the end of their message or something just so everybody think, well, we are right. You know, we're still Christian, you know. No, no. There, see, there won't be any suffering for that. 
Suffering comes when you deny yourself and you take up your cross to follow Christ and you know that he only works within the perimeters of your faith in the cross of Christ, meaning his death. Then, my friends, you begin to see that there's a whole lot of stuff going on that is not of God, that's being called God, which is outside of that place that God works, faith in the death of Jesus. And you're going to suffer for it. You're going to be shunned. And listen to the, watch the, 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 the deceitful and deceptive thing. You will be pushed away and blamed for pushing others away. I want to say that again. You will be being pushed away, but blamed for pushing others away. You will be loving folks enough to tell them the truth and to stay the course of God's righteousness, the way of the cross, His holy commandment, but you'll be accused of causing division and schisms in the body. Not loving. You've got to be prepared, my friend. The cross is a way of suffering, but it's also God's only prescribed order of living. That's why the Holy Spirit delivers us always unto the death of Jesus, us who are alive always unto the death of Jesus, 2 Corinthians 4.11, so that we might be able to express the life of Jesus even in these mortal bodies. That's what the Bible says. There's never a moment. See, here's where the suffering happens. When people hear that, it's, it's written in our Bibles. There's never a moment that the Holy Spirit is not turning the child of God over to, delivering us over to, unto the death of Jesus. Why? There are many reasons. And if you accept this great truth that is in your Bible without trying to twist it and make it about somebody else, like, in one breath, we'll say, well, this was about Paul and, and his boys only, not us today, because they, he, they were, he was an apostle. And, and, and we're avoiding suffering. We're of deceitfully and deceptively. Our flesh, our flesh is deceitful above <coughs> all things. Think about it. You, you, it, it, scripture's not here to be twisted. It's here to bring us into a greater walk with Christ, experience of Christ. And the greater that experience gets, according to the Scriptures, the greater the suffering is inevitably going to be. He says in verse 13, when this is happening to you, rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of, of Christ's sufferings. When this is happening, rejoice. Because what's actually going on there is you are partaking of Christ's sufferings. Did you get that? I want to uh, see some notes here. Philippians 3 and 10 tell us, Paul wrote, that I may know him, talking about Christ, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. The fellowship of his sufferings. Not self-induced sufferings today. If our fellowship is in his sufferings, that means faith in his cross, faith in his sufferings, in his death, his sufferings, his cross, then we're going to find ourselves being made conformable unto the death of Jesus. That, that is partaking of Christ's sufferings. Are you aware of that? We are not partaking of Christ's sufferings because we're sick in our body. We're not partaking of Christ's sufferings because our wife or husband left. That's suffering. That's, that's a massive boatload of suffering. When the doctor tells you, you got this wrong with you or that wrong with you or, or you lost your job, that's horrible. That's horrible suffering that we don't want to go through. 
But the suffering here is about suffering during these hot, fiery trials when your faith is being tried to see if you will stay the way of being determined to know nothing other than and glorying only in the cross of Christ. Or you will, will you begin to avoid that suffering and, and change your wording now to avoid suffering and, and change the way you feel about things that you've taught that you know were right, but now you're avoiding suffering now. I've watched it and I still watch it daily. And it's a fight of faith. I experience it my own self, avoiding the sufferings which are the fellowship of Christ's sufferings because of what other men think. The Lord always takes us back here in this ministry to Antioch with Peter and Paul. When Peter was enjoying his freedom with the Gentiles, and then all of a sudden he heard that some men were coming from another church. And these men that were coming did not believe what Peter believed. Their ignorance of it, well, do what you want to with that. They didn't know it, but nobody in hell ever knew this truth either. Some are ignorant, and they'll get it later. Some are ignorant because they're ignoring it, and they don't want it. I don't know about the folks that came from Jerusalem, that other church. But when they came... Because they didn't believe what Peter believed. Peter had some kind of honor and respect for them. It's called the fear of men because it moved him away from liberty among those Gentiles that had been liberated the same way he had. They were enjoying the same liberty that only comes through one way. And all of a sudden, Peter is moved from that fellowship. Hear me now clearly. Peter was moved from that fellowship to a saturated fellowship because he moved under some fear of men and what they might think of him. And Paul the apostle said, When I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the gospel, he brought the word. The word was, hey, we're not justified by works of the law, but rather by the faith of the Son of God. But hold on a minute. They were already justified. They were already declared righteous in Christ Jesus. They were already saved and on their way to heaven. So what was the picture there? God was letting them know the fruit, the fruit of your life, Peter, and even Barnabas, this is Galatians 2, and other Jews that had been saved were moved into a boat of hypocrisy because they were avoiding the sufferings of Christ. They were avoiding partaking of Christ's sufferings by moving away from those who they had brought the word and watched them be liberated and filled with the Spirit. And now they were honoring men who did not believe as they did. And I know some may be listening now and say, Well, I know the people you're talking about. And, and these situations are all over the world. These situations are all over the world. Christ brings his saved people into the knowledge of how to live saved. But there are other men who don't know this. And where they are in their heart, we do not know. But we are not to honor, we are not to be receiving, we are not to move away from those who we've been in fellowship being determined to know nothing other, enjoying this great liberty and, be, and experiencing what it really means to be a minister of God's righteousness, to move away from that and to fall prey to a saturated and deceptive, deceitful mind where our words are now changing and swelling. And the answer is not being filled with the Spirit of God again. 
The answer is remembering the cross where we were justified. Remembering that it was the faith of Christ that did this. My friend, the more you walk in this truth, the more you will suffer. But the Bible here tells us to rejoice. Because it is a time when you're experiencing what it really means to partake of Christ's sufferings. We refuse to be determined to know any, anything other than Christ and Him crucified because we refuse to be that radical to suffer that much. And it is a choice, my friend. We know suffering will come with that. We, we knew that when we stepped into this great truth of how to live for God, the only way the Holy Spirit works. When we stepped into that, we knew suffering would come. We hoped many would jump up on board and see it. But the only people who God can show it to are the people who realize what they are trusting in does not work. It does not work. Nothing but Christ crucified the power and the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Now notice the promise you have here. That in this time, as you've armed yourself with the mind of Christ, prepared to suffer for this truth, counting the cost, suffering is inevitable. But that's the case either way I go. Which way do I want to suffer? The avenue that treasure can be laid up in heaven, rewards, fruit of the Holy Spirit, or the way of suffering because my flesh is ruling over me and dominating me. And men are lording their authority over me, all in the name of honor. Lording their authority over me. Which way of suffering will I go? It's inevitable. We're all suffering. But you and I as Christians get to choose to suffer for the reproach of Christ, to be partakers of Christ's suffering. And I'm not talking about getting on social media and, and being controversial and suffering for it. There are a whole lot of people out there, just all they want to do is share controversial. They're not teaching. They're not sharing the gospel. They're just sharing controversial stuff. And you're going to suffer for that fleshly avenue as well. Preach the cross. Teach the cross. The Bible talks about it from Genesis to Revelation. Share the blood of Jesus. Teach the message. Show that you're partaking of that which brings about true suffering for the reproach of Christ. Not because we're just troublemakers posting things on social media that we know are going to be controversial. There are those people out there. Everybody knows who they are. But there are also those who are just preaching and teaching the Word of God and the light of the Son of God and what He did as the Lamb of God. And my friend, that right there will bring about the warning and the teaching and the pre that right there will bring about the rebuke against all sin no matter what it is. But the Bible tells us to rejoice because when this is happening to you, you're partaking. The reason you're suffering, the reason you are being tried is because you're partaking of Christ's sufferings. Listen, if your suffering as a Christian is not due to you partaking of Christ's sufferings, my friend, your suffering is just suffering in the flesh. Suffering in the flesh. If our suffering, let me say it again, if our suffering as Christians is not because of our partaking of Christ's sufferings, meaning the denial of self and the taking up of our cross, then we're just suffering according to the flesh and calling it suffering for God. But there ain't nobody suffering for God that's not carrying the cross. Nobody's suffering, nobody's partaking of the sufferings of Christ without self-denial and taking up the cross. It's, it doesn't exist. We can Listen, we can stamp the will of God on anything. We can stamp this suffering being suffering because I'm living for God on anything. But my friend, without the cross of Christ as the object of our faith, not one of, many, 
the only object of our faith. That right there, my friend, will bring suffering that you ain't never heard of. That'll bring suffering that you've never experienced when you begin to experience how many people are saved, but how many of those saved people refuse to go the way of the cross alone. You'll find out. But rejoice, rejoice in as much, and that means to the extent that you're partaking of Christ's suffering. It's what we are. We are, listen, you want to call us what we are? If we're living godly in Christ Jesus, we are partakers of Christ's sufferings. That's what we are. We're partakers. Jesus said, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you ain't got no life in you. He wasn't talking about a one-time meal, then you're in and no more partaking. No, partaking of Christ's sufferings is because you continually partake of his blood and his body. Amen. The proof of that is Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. Those are Christians being written to there. That Jesus is knocking on the door trying to get back in fellowship with people who have his spirit, but they are not in fellowship with him by his spirit. Oh my goodness, that's something to think about. Jesus is knocking on the door desiring to get back in fellowship. He's not in fellowship with them. They are saved. They are they, they possess the Spirit of God because they're the church, but He is outside of fellowship with them, though they have the Spirit of God. Why? One reason only. Only one. And He proves what that is because He tells them, if you hear my voice open the door, I'll come in and sup with you and you with me. He only sups with us on the meal, the one meal that's on the table, His blood and His body. That's it. Their faith is not there anymore. So there is no fellowship. He's knocking to get back in. I want you to hear me today. They're avoiding suffering. They're avoiding suffering. But yet they're suffering the loss of fellowship with Christ. Did you hear that? You're suffering. My friends, don't suffer the loss of fellowship with Christ because... You won't allow the only object of your faith to be the death of Jesus, the cross of Christ. Don't avoid the fellowship of Christ in some vain imagination where we've been found exalting the knowledge of men above the word of God and we're found in the Lord's eyes avoiding the suffering. Listen. You don't want to be partaking of the sufferings that come due to not being in fellowship with Christ when you think you are, but you're not. I guarantee it, though, people in that room at Laodicea thought they had it going on with Jesus, and so did the church of Sardis, who had a name that they were alive, but Jesus told them, you're dead. The wrong way is obvious for the Christian. When there is no suffering for the reproach of Christ, meaning for carrying the cross, because there is no other way of Christ. There is no other way to arm ourselves with the same mind Christ had unless we arm our minds with the expectation of suffering because our faith is in what he did to suffer for us. My goodness. Watch now. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings. That's what's going on. That's what's going on when these things happen to you that, 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 that are not good in, in, in the first look. A lot of things happen to us when we are choosing to be determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. And while we're following Jesus, following Him with that cross... Things, things that are going to bring suffering are going to happen, but the Bible says that all things are working together for our good. That those that love God, well, who are they? Those who are found obeying Him. And the only way we can be found obeying Him is if our faith is in what He did to become our obedience. I hope you understand that. He says... 
that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. This lets us know that our suffering for the denial of self, taking up the cross, following Christ, no matter what the cost is here, it's, man, that glory that is about to be revealed is going to far outweigh all the suffering here. You think Jesus suffered and endured the cross for the joy of the world. Do you not see now that that joy, the joy that has become our strength, he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. That was the greatest suffering of all. Do you not see the payoff now for his suffering, you having the joy and if you are partaking of his sufferings through a denial of yourself and the taking up of your cross, that joy, that strength that you find now in the midst of all of that, its reward, its soon coming reward is going to far outweigh all the suffering. Doesn't Paul write about that in the book of Romans when he says that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that's about to be revealed in us. Hallelujah. One day, and there's coming a day soon, when all the suffering we've endured for the sake of of keeping our faith in the cross of Christ in the midst of all temptation, all fiery trials is going to outweigh, not only outweigh, but it's going to be manifest to us that it was well worth us holding on to this truth and crossing the finish line with it. It was well worth us getting up and getting out of where we were so we could be a in the congregation where they're gathered around the Lamb, not, not just a little segment of it, but where the, everybody's gathered around the Lamb. Hallelujah. God says, Gather my people unto me, those who've made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Psalms 50 verse 5. Hallelujah. That's what God is doing right now. It's what He's been trying to do for 2,000 years. And here a speck and there a speck, but right Right now, right now, in this time, I believe there is more people than ever before in church history hearing God speak from heaven through the blood of His Son, Hebrews 12, 24 and 25, and everything is being shaken that is not heeding this voice of the message of the cross, the message of Christ crucified. It is the way of righteousness. It is, Peter wrote, the holy commandment, which it's better that you never even knew it than having known it to forsake it. That's what Peter wrote, and you need to understand that. It comes with suffering. Do not avoid the suffering that comes inevitably if you're going to carry the reproach of Christ don't trade that in for the sufferings of being out of fellowship with Jesus and having just to pretend and make believe that that knock on the door is for other people. Mm. You do understand that, don't you? You're going to suffer. It's just which way of suffering you're going to choose. You're going to serve one of two masters, the sin nature which is the ground Satan is afforded legally to operate through, or you're going to suffer because you choose to serve obedience unto righteousness, which is faith in Christ and his cross along what he did in obedience that was unto your righteousness. And remember, Peter in Antioch was righteous in Christ, but his actions were not. And that, my friend, was him in a fiery trial of his life. He was moved by men. He was being, his faith was being tried. That's why he had to be reminded, oh, oh, wait a minute, we're not justified. He was already justified, so what was on trial was the way he was now moving. What his faith was now being 
offered to be placed in. And he was struggling. And, and, and because he wasn't determined to know nothing, he became confused. And what will confusion always bring about, my friend? Contradiction. Confu confusion always brings about a contradiction of the fruit of our life based on the Word. That's why faith in the cross of Christ, your union with Him in His death, removes confusion, removes contradiction, allows you to expect things from the Lord, but it also brings about suffering. Suffering. Over the last three to four years, there's been a slow desensitizing work to come um, uh, uh, inside the, the camp that's been raised up in these last days. Not everyone is willing to become determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. And the only reason that's there for the rejection of that is the avoidance of the suffering that will come with it. Maybe the loss of money paycheck suffering maybe the loss of a position suffering maybe the loss of whatever suffering Jesus said if you choose your family over me you're not worthy of me if you choose the mammon of this world you're you can't serve me in that too if you're seeking honor from men you won't be able to believe me. Oh, you believe in me that I exist, but you won't be able to believe me. You might be able to speak and preach and teach, but you won't be able to believe me. You see, there are many, 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 many who are ever learning. But the conclusion of their sessions, the, the concluding of their learning sessions is not the place of truth and liberty and freedom because the climax of what they're being taught is not the cross of Christ. There is no liberty unless our faith is in what Christ did on the cross to justify us. It does not exist. It's there, but the experience of it can be avoided if we choose the wrong avenue of suffering. Suffering we will partake of. But God forbid it's not. God forbid that our suffering is not the partaking of Christ's sufferings. It will be, my friend, many right now. Many right now are suffering. <coughs> Great loss, painful losses. But know this, in the days ahead, if not already, God himself will show you that what you lost was hindering you anyway. And you will then be able to count it all dung for the glory that is even now, to some degree, being revealed to you because you refuse to remove your faith from Christ Jesus and him crucified. And you refuse to be a part of the arm that's holding the door open for leaven. You refuse to hang on the strings of an arm that's holding the door open for leaven. And suffering will come because of that. Suffering. Suffering. Your flesh will deceitfully and deceptively, with great swelling words on the inside of you, your flesh will try to talk you out of and use Scripture. The flesh is a professional at using Scripture to talk you out of the proper suffering. Because, see, when you're partaking of Christ's sufferings, your flesh is being denied. Oh, he'll never shut up, and he'll never go away. But he can be denied, my friend, through your faith in the sacrifice. That 
is the suffering that you and I need to be found partaking of. For that is what we will one day see was well worth it. And I'm thankful for that. That's the place we can be found rejoicing because we know we're partaking of Christ's sufferings. God bless you. These hours always go by so fast. I hope that you'd get your Bibles and go back through this scripture. And you allow the Holy Spirit to show you without adding your own two cents of flesh. Just let the Word of God speak as the Word of God by the Spirit of God to your heart. And no matter what the cost, Jesus has already paid for all of it and endured the suffering of the cross so that you could partake of His sufferings and experience, experience Him going from glory to glory. Praise God. I pray that the Lord's touch be upon your body, your soul, and your spirit, and that the things you have need of today, God's touch would be upon you right now in Jesus' name. God bless you. Don't forget about the website again, thecrosswaychurch.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, where everything we do, you'll find there. God bless you. I'll see you Sunday morning. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.